0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess is out today. I'm doing solo, but I have my guardian angel with me. I'm doing this because I'm going to be helping out with my family for a new baby coming into the uh, barber household. So this is a pre-recorded show. And I just wanted to tell you the title of this show is The Sources of Evil. And I wanted to give some fundamental teachings on the demonic. And I'm taking my source is a book from Father Basil Nortz, who is a friend of mine, called Deliver Us From Evil. And some of the catechesis that he teaches here is just fundamental stuff, but I think it's important because we're living in an evil age. And uh, so we'll be getting to that. Also, I want to bring Fulton Sheen. I'm not going to do the gospel reading because I don't know what day this is going to be playing. So I'm going to bring the smartest guy into the room right away. Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Sheen ahead. And this is a very powerful statement By Bishop Sheen. Again, you got to think it's like 2023. And he said this back in the 1960s. He said, Desire is to the soul what gravitation is to matter. When we know our desires, we know the direction of our soul is taking. If desire is heavenly, we go upwards. If it is wholly earthly, we go downwards. Desire is like raw material out of which we fashion either our virtues or our vices. Wow, Bishop Sheen, we could go the whole hour on that. But when he said desire is to the soul, which is which, what gravitation is to matter. The, the desire for our soul, supernatural outlook on life, is everything. The biggest problem we have with people in our church who are dissenters who aren't teaching the Catholic Church teachings, they've lost their supernatural faith because they're compromising with the world when they say, oh, you know, homosexual marriage, oh yeah, that's okay. No, it's not. It's not what the Bible teaches. It's not the way God designed it. But when you lose a supernatural outlook on life and you have only a natural lookout, that's what happens. You lose your faith. He says, when we know our desires, we know the direction our soul is taking. See, when we know our meaning and purpose of life is to get to heaven, all the other things, really, let's be honest, are not that important. Yeah, why? Because for all eternity, what I do on this planet for a short 70 or 80 years is going to tell me where I'm going to be for my entire eternity. I mean, if people really understood that, they would have a different view on the perspective of life. But they don't know it. He said, if your desire is heavenly, we go upwards. If it is wholly earthly, we go downwards. So if you don't believe in the supernatural life, then all you have is this life. And you do everything you can to gain as much pleasure as possible. And then, you always say, and then what? And then what? And then what? You're always trying to... Have more pleasure. Well, it's something that is principle in that is that it doesn't work. You're finally going, I've had all the houses. I've had all the money that I could I could buy anything and I'm still not happy. Why? I'll tell you why. It's because you don't know the meaning and purpose of life. You think life is the guy that ends with his life with the most toys wins. It doesn't work that way. And you know that, listeners. But that's why Bishop Sheen said that. If your desire is heavenly, we go upwards. Remember, I, I say this all the time, I know, but God can't send me, I mean, no, people can't send me anywhere that God isn't. So if I get murdered or if I get killed in an accident, well, that doesn't stop me from being with God. Only thing that stops me from being with God is mortal sin. So if, if we go upwards to heaven, if it is wholly earthly, we go downwards; Desire is like raw material out of which we fashion either our virtues or our vices. Virtues are vice. Bishop Sheen used to have an old television show, and that was one of the shows Virtue or Vice. But you see the value is that the value is that you have the free will to say yes to God or to no or say no. The only value is saying that. Saying yes to God is that you have the freedom to say no. See, it's not like you know, you're know you programmed to do this. No, God gives you free will. It's a great gift. And I tell these people all the time, what is your will in this? You should be saying, my will, I unite my will. I want to unite it with God's will. I want to do God's will in every aspect of my life, whether it's my marriage, my kids, what, because that's where my happiness is. We even say that in the Our Father, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right? We say that. So that's what I would recommend again with Fulton Sheen. Get anything, go to YouTube and listen to his talks on YouTube. Tremendous insights into the life of grace and at a time when we're being inundated with secular humanism. Bishop Sheen is a clarion call to holiness. And I like what One person said to me, God is not going to rewrite the Bible for this generation. Stop trying to change Scripture. What it is written is to change you. And I like to tell some of the bishops and the church and priests, hey, you don't have the authority to change what the Bible teaches. That's right, you don't. And I always say this, if we have to correct somebody, not only do we correct them in charity, but we pray for them, and I would say spiritual bouquet could be offering up holy masses, it could be chaplet of, chaplet of divine mercy, could be days of fasting, it uh, could be praying of the rosary, could be adoration at the blessed sacrament. So, you know, let's say you've got a, a priest at your parish who's really not teaching what the Catholic Church teaches. Yes, be gentle with him, because people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So you share with Father, Father, that's not what the Church teaches, that might be your opinion, but Father, you made a promise when you were ordained to teach what the Catholic Church teaches. Please keep that promise. And Father, if you can't do that, be honest with us, step down, because you're misleading people, and I don't want you to do that, because that's really what we call scandal, and woe to those who are living in scandal. So... And then I'd offer a rosary, a mass for that person. And I think that's what Bishop Sheen is, is really hitting on, is that we need to have that supernatural look in life. And remember, canon law, the last canon says, the church's mission, number one mission is to save souls. And as Bishop Sheen said it, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls are not saved, nothing is saved. And if we truly believe that, then we will live a life according to God's will because we want to please him. I wanted to mention a story before I get into the, uh, the issue of deliverance and, and spiritual warfare. And that is a story out of the Vatican that an archbishop is talking to the vigor of Christ, Pope Francis, and he says either Pope Francis or his successor will contradict church's ban on contraception. Now, again... The Archbishop should know better, but I would say we need to pray and do a spiritual bouquet for him. There are a lot of people to pray for, but and this is his name, Archbishop Peglia, his prediction on contraception. He doesn't realize this. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. That can't change, Father. Just because somebody votes on something, that's not how the Catholic Church works for 2,000 years. So the president of the Pontifical Academy for Life. This is someone who's got a responsible position. Remember, through much has been given, much is to be expected. He declared that he believes the day will come when either Francis or the successor will issue an encyclical attacking the church's ban on contraception. Wow. He made these comments in a lengthy interview with the tablets' Christopher Lamb. So it's all documented. It's not hearsay the tone of which was set by a brief summary given to the article, polling worldwide shows that most Catholics do not accept the use of contraception is morally wrong. So you see his logic? It's not Christ's teaching. It's majority rules. So if the majority of the people don't believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, his logic would say, well then, none of us do. Just because Catholics aren't embracing the moral teachings of the church on contraception is not because they weren't, well, it's because they weren't well-formed many times. So I point the figure at me and myself and I, and I point the figure at church figures for not implementing the church teachings on contraception. So this is what is so brutal about this. Uh, earlier in the year, speculation intensified that Pope Francis might issue an encyclical attacking the church on the ban of contraception. And that was in July, because on July 25th, 1968, that's when the Pope put out Hermani Vitae, that said, no, we're consistent for 2,000 years, we can't do that. But the article summarized the archbishop's heterodox book, that's a, a term, heterodox means false teaching, orthodox means right teaching. He closed with a groundbreaking passage saying that it is legitimate to ask Pope Francis will give us a new encyclical. So these advisors to the Pope even, you know, are telling the Pope, you need to do that. Now, Jesuit ran America Magazine, subsequently theorized that such a document would spark a wide range reflection on ethics of human life. Wow. Uh, You're right. You're right on that one. That's for a change. And we'll talk more about this. When we come back here on the Terry and Jesse show, I always like to tell people I'm too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed, and if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back after a quick break. Jesus said to the Apostles in Luke chapter 10, Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me. According to Saint Boniface, in her voyage across the ocean of this world, the church is like a great ship being pounded by the waves of life's different stresses. Our duty is not to
1: abandon ship, but to keep her on course. May our Lord help us remain ever faithful to his church, to aid and defend her. This is a Catechetical Minute, from Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Just as the gestation of our first birth took place in water, so the water of baptism truly signifies that our birth in the divine life is given to us in the Holy Spirit. Catechism of the Catholic Church, Number 694. The most basic elements of human life are often the actual tools that God uses in our relationship with Him. Water is one such element God has used, from the flood, to the Red Sea, to the Jordan River. Father, you have made all things with this in mind. May we recognize these signs of your love, in creation. This has been a Catechetical Minute, from Virgin Most Powerful Radio.
0: This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life 877-543-3871 because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support welcome back to the terry and jesse
1: show to join the conversation call
0: 888-526-2151 now here's terry and jesse welcome back jess is out of town we're talking about archbishop of paliglia his prediction that the church prohibition on contraception is not a matter uh, that he will can change and he's wrong and um he is the president of the Pontifical Academy for Life. So here's an example of us criticizing him with the truth of the gospel and offering prayers. I'm going to pray a rosary tonight for him, okay? I'm going to make a visit tomorrow to the Blessed Sacrament. Why? Because these kinds of people that are in church-responsible positions have a heavy weight on them. I mean, this bishop is 78 years old. I'm sorry, but the guy's going to meet God In a short period of time, five years maybe, or less, ten at the most. And uh, he's not going to fare very well because he's compromised the Catholic faith. That's why I want to pray that he has the graces to convert and go back to the perennial teachings of the church. He's in such a big position of the church, he could be responsible for scandal, which is scandal right now, that would affect his outcome for all eternity. So that's why I say we need to pray. And this is uh, an interview that he did on the tablet with uh, Christopher Lamb. Uh, and he just basically pointed out the polling worldwide shows that most Catholics do not accept contraception. <clears throat> it's morally wrong. Hey, that's been going on for decades, okay? But that doesn't change what truth is. And again, I'll say that again. Truth is not something that we vote on or a popularity contest. All let right, right, let's, sh- let's shift gears into... Father Nortz's book, Deliver Us From Evil. Uh, I want to cover some basic apologetics on what the church teaches on spiritual warfare. Number one, the sources of evil. And I'm going to give catechism and scripture verses. So take notes. The catechism of the Catholic Church teaches the final petition of our Lord's Prayer. What is that? Deliver us from evil refers to evil not as an abstraction but refers to it as a person. That person's Satan, the evil one, the angel who opposed God. Now, if you have your catechism, paragraph 2851 covers this. As St. Peter warned the early Christians, so it is true today. The devil is prowling like a lion, roaring, looking for someone to devour. That's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Good good verse to remember. The book of Revelation states, The great dragon was thrown down that an ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Woe to you. When the Bible says woe to you, pay attention. This is a serious matter. So woe to you, O earth and sea for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short revelation 12 verse 9 and 12 this is a basic catechesis on evil the fallen spirits wage war against the woman and her children in revelation 12:19 that is to say the devil especially attacks the church and its members you think the devil's attacking the church today, folks? Absolutely. And he's using his the priests and bishops and cardinals and many high officials in the church to do it. Pope, well, I should say St. Pope John Paul II said during his visit to the sanctuary of St. Michael the Archangel back in May of 1987, the battle against the devil, which is the prim- principal task of St. Michael the Archangel. That's why he prayed those St. Michael the Archangel prayers at the end of Mass. So he's still being fought today because the devil is still alive and active in the world. This is St. John Paul II's words, folks. The evil that surrounds us today is even greater than 1987, that's for sure. The disorders that plague our society, man's inconsistency, brokenness, are not only the result of original sin, right, fall of Adam, but also the result of Satan's pervasive and dark action. Think about what Satan must be so happy to see the church compromising right now. Yeah. God himself is our peace and our refuge and our security. That is so true. God himself is our peace, our refuge, and our security. And yet, God permits the devil to persecute us. Like Luke chapter 22, verse 31. While at the same time, he expects us to pray for help and ask for protection from the enemy of our soul. Who's the enemy of our soul? Satan! Jesus said to his disciples, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. But the Holy Church, which Jesus founded, has the authority to direct and make determinations on the correct use of this power. See, the Church, the Bride of Christ, right, determines that. For this reason, deliverance is to be sought in accordance with the discipline of Holy Catholic Church. Now, we talked about Father Gabriel Amorth, He was the chief exorcist in Rome. He died in 2016. He writes this. Now, this is an exorcist. Satan is our worst enemy, and he will remain so until the end of time. If you remember that, keep your eyes on Jesus knowing that. Yep, that's incredibly important. He uses all his intellect and power in an attempt to thwart the plans of God. Right? Who wills the salvation of all? Our strength is the cross of Christ. Right here, folks, if you're looking at it. Cross of Christ. That's our strength. His blood, his wounds, and obedience to his words and to his institution, the church. We will therefore review the teachings of the Catholic Church with regard to the activity of the fallen angels and what we can do to be free from their influence. I'll tell you what, sign me up for that. Well, when I read this book years ago, I thought, wow, this is incredibly important for us. So here's the section. Beware of the other enemies first. So before discussing how to deal with evil spirits, I think it's necessary to put forth a serious caution. Father makes this point. While we must never deny the real influence of fallen angels have in the world and in our own lives, at the same time, we must avoid the danger of attributing all evil and all temptations and sin to the influence of the devil. I'll never forget twenty, thirty years ago. It had to be 1980. Father McDermott on Mother Angelica's show. We give the devil too much credit. We should look at ourselves and say, hey, take some accountability in our lives. Now, St. Thomas very clearly teaches, St. Thomas Aquinas, the angelic doctor, he says, not every sin is committed by the instigation of the devil. But certain sins are from our own free will and bodily corruption. Yeah. Selfishness. Don't blame the devil. Blame your intellect and will. Origen wrote, Must we suppose that the devil is the cause of all our feeling hunger or thirst? <laughs> Good point. Nobody would venture to maintain that I am of the opinion that the same course of reasoning must be understood to apply to other natural movements as those of covetousness or of anger. You're going to blame the devil for your anger? What about your will? You're not kidding. Or of sorrow, or of all these generally, which through the vice of intemperance exceed the natural bonds of moderation. Take accountability for yourself is what we're saying, is what Father's saying. During his time of trial on earth, yeah, man finds that his decisions, attitudes, and actions are influenced by three sources, This is so fundamental, folks, that everybody should know this. First, number one, the principal source of man's action is his own nature, which is weakened by the concupiscence of sin. How many times Jesse and I have talked about that? Good to know. What's number two, Terry? God and his holy angels give illumination and inspiration. I always tell you, the unemployment rate for guardian angels is way too high. Put them to work. Number three, the fallen angels act as a temp, tempter and seducer. Okay? That's what the fallen angels are like, tempter and a seducer. Another good book from Tan Books, Father Frederick Favor speaks about man in these terms. There are three spirits with which men have to deal. The divine, the diabolical, and the human. <clears throat> when you hear about these three elements, I think it's going to give you clarity on spiritual warfare, which I think is so important today. This last is a definite and distinct spirit of self and consists of us, our fallen nature, when we allied to either of our other spirits so that the mischief which is caused in the spiritual life is chiefly a negative character. Has anybody ever told you that? Yeah, oh boy, it's important and so much as it leads us to act purely natural motives and purely a natural way, apart from grace. What is grace? The life of God in us. It is known by it's always gravitating, independent of any satanical impulses, satanic impulses, to speak and comfort, ease, liberty, and making ample provisions for the body. Earth may be an unhappy place, but it is not the pressure of God's providence which causes most of our unhappiness. Check this out, folks. Nor the roaring of the devil, of the devil going about seeking whom he devour. This is it. I've highlighted it. It is the human spirit operating in quarrels, coldness, conceit, rivalry, envy, strife, jealousness, misunderstandings and exaggerated idea of slight and wrong. This is where it's at. There are relatively few people who are possessed by a fallen angel. You realize that, right? But there are legions of people going around the world who are prisoners of their own bad habits. You nailed it, Father. Bad habits, holy habits. That's what we need to replace bad habits with. And sinful inclinations. The most effective way to cast off this bondage is through a very good confession and the practice of Christian humility and charity. Remember, humility, humility, humility. (laughs) That's what the saints say. In judging the source of spiritual difficulties, the church is very sober in this discernment of spirits. One should first determine if there is a natural explanation for a difficulty before concluding that it's free to natural okay demonic sources physical and psychological disorders have to be very carefully excluded before concluding that the origin of the personal problems is from demonic obsession or infestation There's a great way to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Do you have an old car you want to get rid of, motorcycle, RV, or boat? Simply call 855-500-7433, and when they sell that vehicle, a portion of that money comes right back to support Virgin Most Powerful Radio. It's an easy way to do it. I want to thank you for it. Call 855-500-7433. God love you and your family.
1: Ernesto from Long Beach you know I just wanted to comment you know and I just wanted to thank you guys and I kind of wanted to encourage people that are listening maybe that are not donating you know because honestly I gotta be honest I used to think you guys were a little too over the top you know that's right if God gave us a lot and I have the blessing of listening to all this I just want to call all the people you know I got five kids I don't make a lot of money, and I'm still donating to you guys. God bless you, brother. You're amazing. We have to do this. We have to do the extra. And is that even the extra. People see it like it's extra. Meaning for communion, saying your rosary, saying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. It is not extra. It's what the church tells us to do. 29 years old, five kids, and I thank you guys. So everybody else, man, get on fire. Fight for the truth, man. I know what I'm telling you guys. There's I so love God it. Out there.
0: This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871, because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse
1: Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess is out of town. I'm doing a pre-recorded show for you on the spiritual warfare issues and deliver us from evil. And remember the spiritual warfare bouquets that we can do for our leaders in the church, for our, our politi- politicians. Uh, people I don't think hear enough about the approach of that we here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio adhere to, and that is not only do we well, criticize a prelate when they're doing something that's not consistent with their office and the teachings of the Christ, we will pray for them. We will offer our rosaries, our masses, our visits to the Blessed Sacrament, for their graces to to turn away from compromise and return to traditional teachings of the church. But I repeat this often because I think we miss it. Many people say, oh, it's it's, it's easy to complain, that's all you want to complain. No, we don't want to just complain. We, like I mentioned to you before, from St. Thomas Aquinas, he said, for good reason, uh, the universal doctor teaches us That we have to admonish our superior if the superior is teaching something that's scandalous for the salvation of souls. And I have, you know, right from the Summa, I have it here. I keep it on my desk. Why? Because it gives me encouragement not to only criticize when they're teaching something erroneous, but to pray for their conversion. And what I mean by their conversion is to conversion to traditional Catholic teachings because of their position in the church. But this leads to the spiritual warfare topic that I have covered here because it's all spiritual warfare. The devil loves it when these prelates teach something contrary to what Jesus Christ taught. They don't realize it, I assume, because I don't know they're inside of them, but the devil's jumping for joy when he hears the vigor of Christ teach something that isn't what his predecessors taught or a bishop or a priest or even a layman because he's the, he's the master of confusion. And that's what scandal does. It brings confusion. All right, I promise you the three ways the devil influences man. Number one, the diabolical temptation. Number two, diabolical infestation. And two has A and B, a local infestation. And then a personal infestation. And three is a diabolic possession. So this is very fundamental for everybody to know. If you want to get his book, you can go to the Opus Angelorum website, Work of the Holy Angels, and get his book, because this is I'm only going to cover 5% of what the book teaches. Certainly the most common manner in which the devil tries to influence all the children of Adam, that's you and me, baby, is through temptation. Someone tells me they don't have temptation, I say, are you breathing? Because the book of wisdom says that it was by the envy of the devil... That death came to the world. This is right from the Bible, Book of Wisdom, chapter 2, verse 24. Since that time, he has not ceased to attack and to lay snares for the descendants of Adam and Eve. We're the descendants, folks, St. Paul tells us, Our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and powers against the world leaders, rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces on high. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Seeing that Satan was so bold and foolish, and I mean foolish, as to try to tempt Jesus Christ himself, we should not be surprised when we experience the heat of his envy. God allows, and we call it his permissive will, God allows these attacks to occur for our own strengthening and our purification, for our growth in virtue and for the acquisition of heavenly merit. This is just like sports. You know, you you do exercises and you grow. You walk one mile. Now I can walk two miles. It's the same thing in the spiritual life. Our contention against the powers of hell would seem as unfair battle given that the devil is far more intelligent and powerful than we. But I like to quote St. Thomas Aquinas. He points out that God gives us ample assistance. And I want to mention something. This is what the modernists in the church today don't believe that we can have the actual graces to stay away from sin. They've, they've lost that Thomistic approach. And they say, oh, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Come on. Give in. No, that's not what the church teaches. Principally, he gives us his divine grace. Remember I said divine grace is the life of God in us. Secondly, he gives us our guardian angels. Remember that. And they're to help us. That's the only job they got, to help you get to heaven. Isn't that great? I think so. Now, what Elisha, Elisha said to his servant applies also to us. Do not be afraid there are more with us than against us 2 Kings chapter 6 verse 16 the way that the devil acts on us in temptation is through our bodily faculties can you relate to that gentlemen i bet most commonly and i say most commonly through our imagination and our memory he can also act on our passions, by arousing the bodily emotions, such as anger, lust, hatred, fear or sorrow, that's why I keep talking about the custody of the eyes. We've got to stay with our eyes focused on Jesus, where you get the, you know you can drive down the freeway and see immodest signs, just say, "Hey, you know what I give that to God. I've pray for that that little girl who's in that image that she will know that she shouldn't be exposing herself That's what my prayer is. Through these ways, the devil tries to move our intellect and will, which he cannot touch or move directly. Did did you hear that? Remember that, folks. The devil cannot move our intellect and will. That's a gift that God has given to all of us. Intellect and will. Basically, free will. It is not always easy to discern whether a temptation is coming from the world, the, the flesh, or the devil. Nevertheless, it is helpful to determine the source of the temptation so that they can be combated accordingly, right? Diagnose it. Have you got a car that's not running right? Is it the spark plug? Is it my cylinders? I don't know. We got to check it out. So one sign that temptation is of demonic origin is when temptation comes very suddenly, seemingly from nowhere. is violent and is persistent in its endurance. And one of the great spiritual writers, Tankery, writes, one can especially suspect the devil's influence if the temptation casts the soul into deep and prolonged turmoil. If it excites a desire for the spectacular, for the strange, and conspicuous uh, mortification, particularly if it induces a strong inclination to be silent about the whole affair with our spiritual director or to distrust distrust superiors. That's another important point here. Very important. It is important to note that despite the intensity and duration of a demonic temptation, despite the fact that it may make a person feel defiled and dirty, and may even cause certain emotions and the body to be aroused. It still remains just a temptation and not a sin, as long as the person suffering the temptation continues to resist and not give consent. Wow, now I'm going to quote St. Catherine of Siena. This is a story from the life of St. Catherine of Siena presents a good lesson in this regard. So many times it's good to teach by storytelling because you'll remember the story more than the teaching. The wicked spirit had permission of God to assail the chastity of this holy virgin. We're talking about St. Catherine of Siena with the greatest fury of what he he was capable, provided that he did not touch her at all. This is like John St. John Vianney. He made therefore all kinds of unchaste suggestions to her heart and in order to move her still more coming with his companions in the form of men and women. He committed thousands of carnal and lascivious actions in her sight, uttering almost, well, also most unchaste words and invitations and through all these things were exterior. Yet by means of the senses, they penetrated deeply into the heart of the Virgin, which, as she herself confessed, was filled with them, and her superior will alone remained unshaken by her tempest of obscenity and carnal attractions. And this lasted for a very long time. And in the story of St. Catherine, she said, Until one day our Lord appeared to her, and she said to him, where were you, my sweet Savior? <laughs> I love it. When my heart was filled with such darkness and filthness. And he answered, I was with you in your heart, my daughter. And na- and how, she replied, Could you have been in my heart? Within which were so many obscenities? Do you then abide in such unclean places? Wait to you hear this. And our Lord said to her, Tell me, did these unclear thoughts of your heart cause you pleasure or sadness or bitterness or delight? That's a great question our Lord asked. And she said, extreme bitterness and sadness. And he answered her, Who was it then that put this great bitterness and sadness within your heart but me? Who remained hidden? within the depth of your soul our Lord said believe me my daughter had I not been present these thoughts which surrounded your will but were not able to take it by assault would without doubt have prevailed against it would have entered in would have been received with pleasure by your free choice I'm going to finish this from St. Catherine of Siena because this is so important because it teaches us Our Lord is with us, and we have to ask for more faith for Jesus Christ every single day to be on the right side of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Stay with us, folks. We're going to talk more about the doctrine of the Catholic Church on deliverance. Stay with us.
1: Hey, Terry Rodriguez,
0: I'm a monthly donor here in Phoenix, Arizona, retired Phoenix cop, and I've met Jesse before, and um, I just want to tell you, you guys were on fire yesterday, Terry and Jesse, so you guys are on fire, went to bed thinking, man, what an unwinnable war, but when I got up, I listened to you guys, you know, you guys are doing good work, man, doing God's work, and keep doing it, I know it gets exhausting sometimes, but... There's people out here that really need the inspiration and the evangelization that you guys are giving us. So my best to you, I'm a Eddie Rodriguez. And I'm a monthly donor and proud of it. This is Terry Barber. I want to thank you for your support here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Here's an easy way to do it. If you're going to sell or buy a house, call Real Estate for Life, 877-543-3871 because they're going to get you a Christ-centered agent to purchase your home or to sell your home. And at the close of escrow, a portion of his commission goes right back to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Call 877-543-3871. Thank you so much for your support. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse
1: Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I'm doing a series, a part one series on the, on basically Deliver Us from Evil, uh, the doctrine of the Catholic Church on deliverance. This is a book I've got from the Opus Angelorum, Deliver Us from Evil, by Father Basil Nortz. All right. Well, we were talking about St. Catherine of Siena before the break. And our Lord was basically saying to her when she was attacked spiritually and I was with you. that I gave you the grace to say no to all of this. Now, uh, I'm going to continue because uh, she made a choice, her free will, to to, to not go with the devil. But because uh, it was from within. She said, I, I put this displeasure this and this resistance in your heart. Our Lord told St. Catherine that. By which it is resisted in the temptation with all its power and not being able to resist it as much as it would have liked. It conceived a still greater displeasure and hatred against the temptation itself so that the troubles were a source of great merit. See, there you go. It's a great merit when you can say no, uh, a great profit to you and gently increase your virtue and strength. I'll give you a story because stories, uh, remember, I was remembering in when I was in real estate in the summer of 1980 and I'm walking down a neighborhood, you know, in August and temperature's like 100 degrees out and what do I see? I see a lady sunbathing in the front yard. I can see it from a distance, and I made a decision. What do I do? Do I just turn around and go the other way? And I said, well, this is going to give me an opportunity to show my uh, test myself on the custody of the eyes. I'm going to walk up to that door, walk right by her, and never even look at her. Yeah, and I'm going to say this is going to give me merit to be able to say I can say no to myself over my concupiscence, of some girl sitting there half naked. And I did it. And I remember I was 22 years old. And I remember thanking Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace to be able to say no to my lower nature. So that's what the Lord is teaching St. Catherine of Siena. Now, number two, much rarer than temptation, it also is known to occur is what we call local infestation. Through local infestation, the devil acts over Certain places or objects, including plants, animals, and also atmospheric elements. Yes. In this way, the devil seeks to sway man by means of outside influences. Yeah, we've heard about that, haven't we? With regard to infestation of place, there are various possible ways that the devil, that the evil conspirit can manifest himself in that presence. Objects may fly through the air, yep, or simply be removed from their place. There may be strange and disturbing sounds or other disturbances which are visible and suddenly which verify a preternatural presence. Now, I love the story from the life of St. Anthony of the Desert. It's like a 3rd or 4th century saint venturing into the demon-infested tombs to do combat with a fallen spirit and drive them out. Can you imagine this? about spiritual warfare, St. Anthony. Wow. The first time he entered, he was so physically battered that his friend had to carry him out. But as soon as he was conscious again, he had his friend carry him back for a second round. What? Are you kidding me? He said, after... He had prayed, he said with a shout, Here I am, I'm Anthony. I flee not from your strips. For even if you inflict more, nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Don't ever forget this story. This is awesome. And then he sang, Through a camp beset against me, my heart shall not be afraid. These were the thoughts and words of this ascetical saint. But the enemy who hates good and marveling that after the blows he he dared to return called together his hounds and burst forth. You see, said he, that neither by the spirit of lust nor by your blows we say the man but that he braves us. Let us attack him in another fashion. Changes of form for evil are easy for the devil, folks. So in the night, they made such a din that the whole of that place seemed to be shaking by an earthquake. And the demons, as if breaking the four walls of the dwelling, seemed to enter through them. Coming in likeness of beasts and creepy things, and a place was suddenly filled With forms of lions, bears, leopards, bulls, serpents. What? Scorpions and wolves. And each of them were moving according to his nature. Can you picture this? The lion was roaring, wishing to attack. The bull seeming to toss with its horns. The serpent, writhing but unable to approach. And the wolf, as it rushed on, was restrained. Altogether, the noises of the apparitions with their angry raging were dreadful. But what did Anthony do? With their anger raging, they were dreadful, but Anthony, stricken and goaded by them, felt bodily pains severe still. He lay watching. However, with unshakable soul, groaning from his body in anguish, but his mind was clear. And as a mockery, he said, if there had been any power in you, it would have sufficed had one of you come. But since the Lord has made you weak, I love this line, you attempt to terrify me by numbers. <clears throat> and a proof of your wicked weakness is that you take the shapes of brute beasts. And again, with boldness, he said, if you are able and have received power against me, Delay not to attack. But if you're unable, why trouble me in vain? (laughs) That is like, wow. For faith in our Lord is a seal and a wall of safety to us. Did you hear what I just said? That saint said, for faith in our Lord is a seal and a wall of safety to us. So after many attempts, they gnashed their teeth at him because they were mocking themselves rather than him. You won't ever forget that story, will you? With regard to plants and animals, the devil may work through them to create disturbances around them. There's another story, a priest from England. He was called into a blessed family, which was experiencing objects flying around the house, such as knives and scissors. I've had friends tell me that, yep. He went to the home and gave a blessing and a deprecatory exorcism. Afterwards, things continued to get worse before better. Therefore, he returned. The second time, the family dog was present. The priest was inspired to exorcise the dog. Can you believe that? The dog, which was very calm before, suddenly went wild, growling with the most dreadful moans. And after defecating on the carpet, it finally became quiet again. With that, there was no longer any disturbances in the home. The fact that the devil may enter into and affect animals is clear. From the Bible, right? The story of the gospel, which relates Christ casting the legion of demons into a herd of swine. Read it. It's Mark chapter 5, verse 1 to 20. The devil may sometimes influence atmospheric elements as is revealed in the story of Job, right? There we read of how the devil caused lightning to fall from heaven to strike Job's sheep and shepherds. And then how he raised up a sudden great wind from the desert to strike the four corners of the house in which the children of Job feasted so that they may they may all be killed. This was in Job chapter 1, verse 16 to 19. But at the same time, the book of Job clearly reveals that the devil is always limited by God's permissive will. You've heard that term, permissive will, is God permitting evil that good will come out of it. So uh, the permissive will and all that he does to test God's servants. This form of infestation, is sometimes the consequences of a place or the object being used for satanic ritual or occult practices or because a curse or spell had been placed on them. It may also be the case that local infestations occur because the devil wants to try to distract from something that is holy. St. Bernadette Said the first vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Lords was disturbed by a strange, unearthly noise. Probably didn't know that about Our Lady of Lords. There were voices questioning, contradicting, and shouting, like the voices of a crowd, amidst all these confusing voices, one more distinct than the rest could be heard uttering the furious, menacing cry. Flee. Flee! The vision of light had only to turn her eyes for a moment towards the point whence the voices appeared to her. And she looked so, so uh, endowed with sovereign authority that the voices immediately, immediately um, fell silent. Immediately. Beyond the range of temptation, the devil is rare cases can sometimes torment or perturb a particular person more intensely. Such disturbances, known as personal infestations, can vary from a sense of physical oppression and unexplainable weariness. So the more serious case of sickness and wounds which are not medically explainable. Personal infestations can be external or physical, and internal, or psychological. Right? In external or physical infestations, the demon acts on our external senses. Hey, that's it. I'm going to play a part two for this. This is a uh, good stuff regarding spiritual warfare, the doctrine of the Catholic Church on deliverance. You want to hear more? I'm going to do a part two, part three, because I think it's important that we understand fundamental teachings on spiritual warfare. I, if Jesse was here, I'd say, Jess, what state should you be living in? He'd say, the state of the state of, of, um, of, of sanctifying grace. So that's what we're So that's what we going to be saying every day here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Hope you enjoyed it. Remember Our Lady of Panama? She says it always that souls are going to hell because no one is the prey and make sacrifices. That's why I'm asking you to do the spiritual bouquets to our leaders in our church and our state because they're so mixed up in so many issues and we need to pray them back to Christ. I want to thank you and I, if you enjoyed this, let me know. My cell number is 661-972-7872 and you'd like to make a donation to Virgin Most Powerful, go to vmpr.org or call me. May God richly bless you and I love you. St.
1: Faustina's Prayer for Priests Oh my Jesus, I beg Thee on behalf of the whole Church, grant it love and the light of Thy Spirit, and give power to the words of priests, so that hardened hearts might be brought to repentance and return to Thee, O Lord. Lord, give us holy priests. Thou Thyself maintain them in holiness. O Divine and Great High Priest, may the power of Thy mercy accompany them everywhere and protect them from the devil's traps and snares which are continually being set for the souls of priests. May the power of thy mercy, O Lord, shatter and bring to naught all that might tarnish the sanctity of priests. For thou canst do all things. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us.
0: Virgin Most Powerful Radio sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.